Okay, so this episode of Fire 2 on Air, for reasons you may already know or may not, it has to be introduced by the Welsh Goatmen. There's no other option. Uh, so um, a Welsh guy, is he talks like this, the Welsh do. So hello, how's it going? I'm from Wales. So that's, that's Welsh. And then a goat is like... I'm a, I'm a girl. Oh, so, oh god. So, okay, a Welsh goat is gonna be. Hello, 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 hello. I'm a Welsh goat, and I'd like to welcome you to Fire Two on Air, oh, the Terror Mystical Podcast. Enjoy! Oh dear, oh dear. That was bad, wasn't it? Oh well. Welcome to the first of a two-part episode with... Robert McKinnes, Robert McKinnes, um, El Jazz, and Dave Edwards, Inner City Sumo. So um, Robert and Dave, yeah, more commonly known in the community as El Jazz and Sumo, uh, talking about their fan factions. So between them, they designed uh, five of the current fan factions that are going in, sort of, you know, they're available to play and they're going into production. Uh, along with some of uh, other friends of the community who helped develop them. Um, and we're going to talk about their factions and the design. Um, it's more about, for me, it was more interesting to talk about the process of designing them and how they come up with the ideas rather than specifics about like strategy and tactics as I spoke to them. Um, for me, that's kind of the more interesting angle of this. There's plenty of strategy discussion and all of that will happen. Um, hopefully that's interesting. Um, hopefully it's okay to follow along. It's these factions are complicated. It's probably worth the guys do introduce their factions um, verbally, um, but it's worth having a look at the faction boards maybe as they talk through them. I it, it, hopefully I might be able to get the pitch if you're listening in a podcast app. The picture of the faction boards, if I'm clever. It worked with the Jamie Stegmar episode. They may be appearing <clears throat> on the art of the podcast as we talk about them, if I've been really clever. So try that. Um, then sprinkled in amongst the fan factions discussion with uh, Sumo and El Jazz is a quiz with Lizzie the Llama. Quizzy the Llama? Um, so we ask her some trivia questions about the fan factions with her having no prior knowledge of them. So she had not looked at any of them, what there was. And we had a fun quiz where she had to try and guess, um, certain things about the fan factions. So you will hear in this episode, it cut between Lizzie, uh, with the star sound effect. And then when we cut back to... El Jazz and Inner City Sumo with the friction sound effect. Uh, I hope it's okay to keep track of and I hope it's not too much of a c 
conceptual leap for the for Fire and Air. Um, maybe I'm going a bit mad here, cutting between these things, but um, I do. I think it breaks up the conversation nicely. Uh, the quiz with Lizzie is good. It was fun doing that with her. And then the, the sort of what we talk about with Lizzie is occasionally sort of relevant to the other fan faction discussion. So maybe it helps explain some stuff. Anyway, hopefully it's all good fun. Another note that this was recorded a long time ago. It's July now, uh, end of July. And these were recorded l- like the same time we were talking to Helga and uh, Jamie Stegmeier way back in the day. That was around when the fan factions were getting unveiled on Board Game Geek. Um, so since then, they have all been unveiled and like they're all playable and people have been playing with them more. But we were talking back when they were first getting released and people were starting to play them. Um, so some of the things we say, maybe, you know, they're sort of more contemporary for then. Um, it, might, it might be noticeable. Um, so, yeah, my apologies to to luke and dave for making them wait so long for this to come out after we recorded it um as i mentioned before it's just a function of me being really stacked busy with just like other life stuff in this it's like the first post covid year here in the uk so um yeah so it's been a long time and uh i will be hopefully releasing more fire two on airs as frequently as i can um it's yeah just my limitation on time uh we have one in the can with claybo and barnwell talking to them which was good mad fun so that will be up next after these two episodes um yeah and i've got plenty more i want to record and put out so yeah lots lots to come hopefully um so yeah here we go we will start with part one of the conversation with um the guys and and the first part of the quiz first of all you'll hear me talking to lizzie the llama and then on to the designers of um the time travelers the the genie the dinion gefir goatmen the children of the worm and the chastelar fan factions el jazz and inner city sumo Enjoy. Hello. Lazy, 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 the llama. Cool. <laughs> that's a, that's an awesome uh, intro song. <laughs> I think it's meant to sound like ABBA, but I haven't quite worked it out. Lazy, 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 the llamas in this night. Hmm, I'll have to work on that. Oh, I see. Gimme, 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 na, 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 na. Yeah. How's it going? It's going well. How about you? Yeah, all good. All good. We were just, I've just been messaging everyone about this new taunt, the new Tuesday League thing. Nice. Uh... See so yeah, a bit of mad energy, right? But now we go with this. Okay. Uh, yeah. Thanks for doing this. Um, yeah. No, like I'm, I said, I'm excited. I, I don't know what these fan factions are. Um, so uh, I'm. I don't even know what's what what's going to be happening or what you're going to be asking me. So uh, it's all big mystery. 
Yes. So, yeah, for the listener, to be clear, you have not looked at any of the fan factions, any details. You don't know their names. You don't know anything, right? Correct. I have not looked at anything about the fan factions. I have no idea uh, what they are or anything about them. Cool. So, I have... How many questions do I have? I have one, two, three, four, five, six... Only seven questions, so this shouldn't this shouldn't take long. Uh, and yeah, the idea is basically we've got two episodes about the fan factions at the moment. One is, um, well, they're they're with the designers basically, um, and to sort of break up the talk, I think I'm going to just put some of these little questions in with you. And that will just be like a nice little aside. Um, okay. And to be clear, these fan factions are, are they, they're fan made? Like a bunch of fans got together and just made up some crazy factions? Is that what happened? Yeah, pretty much. So they, okay. the designers or the, the publishers, I guess, Foyerland asked for people to submit their ideas. And people did, people made them, people submitted them. Some, sort of high profile people submitted them but we'll come to that um and then they're going to be printed and some of them and they're gradually being put on board game arena as we speak so you can actually play them on board game arena oh wow oh okay so are they meant to be serious and balanced or are they are they meant to be nuts (laughs) they are so they're meant to be serious and balanced and playable right but they mm-hmm. are some of them are more out there than any of the base factions i think it's fair to say because people have come up with some quite interesting ideas okay <laughs> so how they end up being balanced is an interesting sort of unsolved question because people are playing them on board game arena now and there are obviously some that are really strong and some that are weak and some that are glass cannons and all this stuff so it's all like a bit mad and very interesting. Okay, that is exciting. Uh, so, do you want to go in with the first question? Let's do it. I'm ready to make a fool of myself. <laughs> so they're all they're mostly A, B, C options. So you've got options. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> the first question is, and it's relevant. It's relevant. Which of these famous game designers have a fan faction? Add it. Is it A, Jamie Stegmeier? Is it B, Uwe Rosenberg? Or is it C, Rainer Knizia? Oh, gosh. Do you know who all those people are? (laughs) (laughs) I I haven't paid that much attention to game designers. (laughs) That's fair. Until about oh, no. a year ago, I wouldn't have known who any of those people are. So, <laughs> Jamie Stegmeier designed games like Scythe and Viticulture. Have you heard of those? I've heard of Scythe. Um, I haven't yeah. played it, though. I've heard it's good. I've There have been several times that I've wanted to play it, but it's never worked out. I, I like to play it in person. Uwe Rosenberg is like... I think he's like the biggest legend of game design. He's like designed ridiculous. So he's like Agricola. Oh my gosh. Um, 
patchwork i think feast of odin uh like loads of really big hitter games so he's like a big name and okay not to give you well maybe it's a clue maybe it's a red herring he was also apparently involved in the development of terra mystica and then reiner knizia does loads of sort of clever uh like sort of funny games and i'm gonna have to google what they are they're games like i should at least know one off the top of my head shouldn't i uh, so he designed a game called El Dorado or the Road to El Dorado that I have. Heard I've of heard of that. I've heard of that. Yeah. Uh, what else? I've got the list now. Uh, Tigris and Euphrates, Ra, modern art. So a lot of kind of quite thinky, sort of almost chess-like uh, mathy games. Okay. Uh, another um, clue is that oh. Jamie Stegmeier is a is a known fan of Terra Mystica. He said a lot about how he likes Terra Mystica. Okay. Um I feel like that might be a red herring though. <laughs> mm. Mm. Uh okay, I'm gonna go with the second one, uh the one who designed Agricola. Rosenberg. Rosenberg. I'm gonna say Rosenberg. The correct answer is Jamie Stegmeier. Ah, uh, darn it. <laughs> and for either this episode or or a different episode, I spoke to Jamie Stegmeier about his fan faction. You did? Yeah, we Whoa. got him on. Interviewed okay. Him. That's awesome. Yeah, it was quite cool. <laughs> uh, and I won't tell you what they are because it's the subject of a different question. So, okay. um but yeah he did it also the designer of have you heard of gloomhaven yes oh uh, yeah i've played played gloomhaven yeah the designer of gloomhaven had a fan faction as well uh what's his name again i don't know off the top of my head hang on what's his name we have to call him by name oh isaac childress isaac childress a fan faction. Okay. Okay. Uh, so yeah, some big names have done it. It's quite cool. It's quite cool. That is cool. Uh, it looks like Dave was asking if this is live or not. That would have been a real thing to surprise on you. No. <laughs> I didn't think it was. I wasn't sure if you meant like live as in um just active like if it if he had started or something oh yeah i assume yeah in truth yeah i think i think he meant the other thing yeah that like yeah going out live to millions of twitch viewers (laughs) millions one maybe one day (laughs) it's much better when you can edit out mistakes and make yourself sound better afterwards yeah <laughs> some of the magic happens hello hello hey hello how's it going good thanks nice to talk to you yeah that'd be uh that'd be fun right fan factions so i think did i mention it but sort of I think the thing for me that I'm like really interested in is 
is not like the kind of strategy and like there's plenty of heavy analysis of like who's good and what what are you going to do with the the Chastelar, are you going to build the stronghold? That stuff's interesting, but what I'm more interested from you guys really is kind of the the process that you went through to develop them and get them selected as factions and now kind of what you're doing in terms of playtesting in any sort of further development. Because uh, I think that's kind of the thing that other folks won't know really like i i you've the stuff you've written dave on um the website which we should mention what is the website called again it's called games playbook games playbook uh is really good and people should yeah people should read that because it gives like a really good insight uh but other than that personally i don't really know like what's been done on these and like where they've come from. So that's kind of what I'm keen to hear from you guys. Yeah. If that makes sense. Um, but so the first thing I thought, uh, we should (laughs) sort of clear up is who everybody is, right? (laughs) (laughs) Because, because Luke is, is not Luke. He's, uh, (laughs) He's really uh, Robert. Uh, I, I, Robert, yeah. I couldn't even yeah. remember, but like, yeah, confused people. Yeah, it, it's always. So, is what's going on? Is Robert your real name and Luke a nickname? Or yeah, Robert's my first name. We're um, also giving like uh, Discord slash BGA names. So we. I think it would be good to yeah. So yeah. Someone so who've can... we got? Who've we got? Introduce yourselves. <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> you you want to go first? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm Dave uh, Dave Edwards, uh, and I go by Inner City Sumo on BGA. Uh, yeah, but Luke, mm-hmm. or or if that's your real name, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name's Robert uh, McInnes, um, but I I go by Luke. It's my middle name, and uh, I'm. Jazz 7 on BGA. Cool. Yeah. That that is useful because uh, <laughs> when you when it, it it was difficult to keep track of when all these are getting announced and it's like they're getting shown with the yeah, with people's, you know, real life names. And uh it, I've I've actually got a, a spreadsheet which is it has columns, faction, color, designer, and AKA. So I've got next to some of them, designer, David <laughs> Woods, Zuma. Yeah. And then I've got, um, yeah, I've got Robert McKinnis. Robert is Luke, AKA L Jazz, question mark. <laughs> and then I've got, uh, actually, I didn't note Jamie Stegmeyer, but there's like Jamie Stegmeyer is in there. And then uh, Isaac Childress, who is yeah. the... Um, he, he did Gloomhaven, Gloomhaven, right? yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, they're they're in pretty good company. Those two guys, they're in the same yeah. board game group <laughs> as us, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. Like they they probably put it on their CV. I once worked with uh, Dave Edwards, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, that guy had three factions made. 
<laughs> Man's a machine. <laughs> and, and and yeah, so on that, are there any other names on that list or on my spreadsheet that you guys know who are either like famous board game designers that I'm not aware of or are just like folks that people will recognize who, you know, like post on the forums and hang around on board game arena and are sort of popular players. Are you aware of anybody else who people should be aware of? I remember looking at like looking up someone and then one of them had like designed like a couple of games, nothing that I'd really heard of, but I think there are like a couple of them that are like designers or whatever. I'm I'm disappointed Uwe didn't have uh Uvi Rosenberg didn't have one because he's famously known to have influenced the nerf of Fakirs. So, like, I feel like he <laughs> owes the community yeah. something. <laughs> uh, I think that the, the the designer of the Archivist also worked on the um, the uh, Merchants expansion. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, he worked on it with James, didn't he? Yeah, I think so. I recognize his name. Um, Eduardo Andrade. Yeah. Yeah, he he's also in the... he He's involved with some of the other Terra Mystica stuff. I know he's been playtesting um, innovations and stuff. So, yeah, I've played a few games. Played a few games with him. Cool, cool. And that's the... The only other one I can think of. I know that the guy, the one guy did the goblins and another faction. Um, Alexander. He did the architects as well, right? Yeah, he did. He did the architects. So he, I think he's been working on stuff for years, like really like a long time been working on stuff. And I've like kind of occasion i i hadn't actually played with any of the fan factions before kind of playtesting ours i I'd, I'd kind of looked over it in and been interested but i don't think i'd um ever gone away and played fan factions but when when there was an opportunity to have it uh designed you know, like published i was like yeah definitely getting in on that so yeah uh, that's cool um yeah well it's it, it's good because it's hopefully fairly easy to tell you people apart we've got you've got dave with his english accent and luke with his nice american oh. accent so that oh, oh. Eng- english oh I, well i i do have oh. a midlands accent but you know i grew up in uh Pembrokeshire, so that know. is a good point and i wanted to ask about that yeah because obviously a large uh influence on at least the names of your factions is yeah some kind of welsh heritage right so are you actually welsh well i support the rugby team and that's good enough for most people (laughs) um, technically i'm not like super welsh i i I lived there for years and years and you know i had to do it in school and stuff although if you were to ask me to do too much welsh now it would be terrible but um I don't know. I just felt like when, like, I think some people really like the boring names. And yeah, I've had like some people in the forums are just like, oh, blah, 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 blah. why do you have to have a horrible name that no one can say? And, you know, everyone <laughs> is just calling them the goats anyway. So it's fine. Like, they can call them whatever they want. But 
Um, I know someone was trying to translate it into Chinese, um, which um, <laughs> I found quite amusing. Uh, but yeah, because I it, guess yeah, I guess for people who don't know, the Welsh is a crazy accent. <laughs> it could not a crazy yeah. accent, but it's also no. It's, it's a bit of a crazy language, but it's I, a crazy I language. Yeah, yeah, it's it's there's yeah, it's people think that oh, you know the. It's just um, another language in the British Isles. They think, oh, it's going to be pretty similar to English, but it's nothing like English. It's, um, and I don't know if it was like a good opportunity to showcase some of that to the world. It's a bit of a dying language in a lot of ways. And uh, Wales actually puts a lot of effort into keeping it alive. Like, like it, Gaelic language, the like the Gaelic languages in Ireland and. Scotland are like basically dead, but Wales has invested so much into keeping the language alive. I thought it would just be nice to, mm. and I, I think it just sounds more interesting. It sounds like it's uh, mystical. It's like, like a fantasy kind. Of, like I think, like the the kind of Celtic languages of the UK. Just I think so much fantasy stuff on TV and stuff is based on you know like um british fantasy or like a lot of culture like medieval britain mm. um or further further back you know like lot a lot of like folklore and stuff and i mean it's based all over the world but i think yeah it just kind of gives it extra flavor like I, yeah i i appreciate the extra flavor people don't pronounce uh uh like the pronunciation but i'm not that fast <laughs> uh right next question is which of these is a new fan faction okay <laughs> is it the eagle darklings the parrot witches or the penguin cultists What the heck? <laughs> okay, uh, could you give me those one more time? <laughs> A, the eagle darklings. B, the parrot witches. Or C, the penguin cultists. Uh, okay, so I, I'm going to go with the parrot witches because obviously the witches can ride on their broomstick and the parrots can fly. So I'm thinking that the parrots can just fly right, right alongside the witches. Uh, and, that, that, and that makes sense. Ding, ding, ding. Correct. Oh, I got it. <laughs> okay. Although your reasoning was sort of, the reasoning is good, but it's sort of, um, what's the word? Sort of superfluous. Basically, there's a faction called the... The Chash Dala, which was designed by a friend of the community, uh, Dave in a city sumo. And they are just, their, gre- their, their faction color is green and they are parrots. So the community has christened them the parrot witches, but they're not actually parrot witches. That's sort of a, an, an in, a meme, an in joke. So they're not parrot witches. They're just parrots. They're just parrots and they're called. <laughs> Chash dollar, which is a, a play on words of hash dollar, because they can make 
a crazy amount of coins very easily. They have an income track, so they make loads of coins really quickly. Okay. And their stronghold gives them six coins as well. So, okay. yeah. Parrot Witches is the joke name. Parrot Witches. Okay. Well, I'm glad I got it right, even if it wasn't for quite the right reasons. So I wanted you both to introduce the factions that you did. So it would be a good time to um, for you then. You can do the proper pronunciation for us and introduce which factions you have designed. So if you go first, Dave. So I did the Dinyon Gefe and uh, Chashjala and Children of the Worm. Uh, although they weren't initially named Children of the Worm. I didn't particularly like the name I liked, had for them anyway, but um, for those who don't know, Chashdala is a anagram of Hashhala uh, from Gaia Project, and it's a reverse-engineered uh, um, kind of design. Um, so I was very, very happy with uh, the name for Chashdala because it sounds like cash dollar and they're all about money so it it just fit perfectly so uh, and it sounds like a fantasy name and yeah so but is it also welsh or uh, no no not welsh at all it's oh, just a, okay yeah so trash dollar is literally so you know how in um gaia project there is the firax and I, know, I know nothing about Gaia Project, oh, but yeah, okay. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> so, so, so there's a there's a race called the Firax, and yep. that is a anagram of the Fakirs, and it was kind of like their way of kind of showing that um, there was this uh, that the the Fakirs had kind of evolved into the Firax mm. over time, and I was like, oh. I mean, lots of people had tried to design um, Gaia Project factions as Terramistica factions. And I thought I was kind of going through and uh, kind of looking at ones that I thought could work as a Terramistica faction. And I was looking at kind of the kind of, I figured you probably want to take one of the more simple factions like there's there's the firax that have this crazy um i'm going to call it a stronghold but in in gaia project they they all have different names i use all the tm terminology and i'm very non-apologetic about it um (laughs) but yeah the um yeah there's all these crazy uh mechanics in Gaia Project and I really love Gaia Project because it's so like I remember reading them and just being blown away by how mad everything was. Uh this one's probably one of the more tame ones, but I feel like it just really translated so seamlessly to Terramistica that I wanted to go with that. Um but yeah. And that's the kind of income track side of those of the Yeah, so in in Gaia Project, you have uh, that they they do away with the cult tracks, and um, they have instead a technology track. And a lot of people like praise Gaia. Pro- that, that's like the main praise of Gaia Project. And people often talk about how they don't like the 
cult track in TM. They feel that it's tacked on or whatever. It doesn't really add much to the game. And I, I mean, I love both games, and I think they both kind of have their place. Like Terra Mystica is a bit simpler in that respect, but also the game is so much tighter. So I think they both have their advantages. But yeah, um, one of the kind of fundamental parts of their identity within Gaia Project is they start with coin income, both from their board and from their first advance on this tech track. And I thought, you know, that's going to be a bit much in TM. So I kind of thought, right, well, I'm just going to replace the track with uh, uh replace uh they, they just they just have the track and because mm. they um because they were getting the track then um you know i thought well if you're gonna give them something extra you got to take something away like if i think if chastala could also upgrade digs then they would be nuts like yeah because they, their economy is so good i mean they're a bit nuts at the moment but uh you know, if we're not going in too much into the kind of strategy, I, I guess we could talk about balancing maybe later on. But uh, yeah, 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 yeah. For for now, I'll, I'll I'll kind of leave that bit for later. But um, yeah, imagine with their economy, if they could also upgrade digs, they would be absolutely nuts. So yeah. it seemed like like the perfect kind of com. Like if I'm giving them this track, I can take away this ability to get points and advance digging and stuff and you know I, I think they're doing just fine without the digging so yeah they're, they're doing pretty well what do you think the time travelers special power faction what special faction power could be can you behind traveler is that what you said so the faction is the time travelers. Oh, the time travelers. Yeah, like Marty McFly. Right. They are a brown faction. Not that that makes any difference. Uh, and they're also designed by a friend of the community, Eljaz, Luke. So what is their special ability? I'm ready for the, the A, B, and the C. Oh, sh- do you know what? I didn't write an A, B, C. Oh, uh i guess you this is the tricky one you have to try and come up with something. oh oh gosh but if you um, can't i'll give you an abc okay let me think about this the time travelers um i wonder if they can take an action that affects something in a future round like hmm like like a like like they just take an action and then it's like wait for it wait for it and then in the next round it happens that's on the right lines yeah it's on the right lines it doesn't happen in the next round necessarily i mean maybe it happens whenever whatever whenever they want it to happen like like they can just they can just hit the button whenever they want and and it'll happen <laughs> So uh, the thing they do, it can either, it can sort of affect the round before or after. The round before? Oh, that makes things very complicated. So it's, it, it's sort of, if you think about the rounds, 
inter mystica mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. thinking okay what is it that they could do uh to affect either the next round or the prior round what could it be but it's almost like they're getting something from the previous round or the next round can they um mm, thinking thinking uh can they choose a past tile that, uh, like, they can choose a past tile, like, way in advance for the next round? Or they can choose a past tile that, like, someone had the previous round and, like, steal the points from that person that they should have had? You're close. You're close. Is it, is, you're on the right. Yeah, you're thinking along the right lines. Basically, they can. I'll give you half points. They can. So say if it was a trading post round in the previous round, they can build a trading post in this round and they still get the points for it. So they can score points based on... Yeah. um, I think that's their faction ability, although I might be mistaken and it might be the stronghold ability. No, that is their faction ability. So yeah, they score points based on the round before or after. Um, Okay, that makes a lot of sense. And I feel like... I should have guessed that. <laughs> um, it's difficult. It's di- it, it is a really good, I really like it because it's a really nice thematic power. You know, it sort of, it makes a lot of sense for the time travelers. But the, yeah. I think in fairness, your idea, the, the pastile thing is, a, it would have been a good idea for them as well. I think that it would be very complicated because you'd be essentially stealing a past tile from someone in the past and they wouldn't have gotten the points that they, that they got. So it makes yeah. things very complicated. <laughs> uh, so it's probably too complicated. <laughs> probably, although some of them are pretty damn complicated. Yeah, so I, um, I made the genie faction and I made the time travelers. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Genie, who are yellow, and time travelers brown yeah there's 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 no interesting uh creation behind their their name it's very uh um i feel like the genie just kind of came to me with their uh simplicity i i have two kids so we watch a lot of disney movies and aladdin might have been on or i might have been watching something similar and was inspired by that yeah, which so the the sort of, I guess, um, so the, the the sort of thing I wanted to ask about those is the the time travelers. So their power, sort of like broadly, their power is that they can play, they can score the track one round ahead or back in time, compared to yeah. the current year. And the 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 genie is that they can with three wishes they can switch spaces on the cult track. Uh, over the course of the game between two cults. And those are both, like, I think of all of the factions, they're kind of the most thematic um, powers, I would maybe say. And so this is actually something I asked Mr. Stegmeier about the Atlanteans. Was was that the the mechanic came first and then you kind of found a nice faction name to to match the mechanic? Or... Did you think of the sort of idea of the faction and then found this mechanic that would match that? 
was it was it was definitely the theme first and then the mechanic um like i i definitely made the genie faction first and um i was kind of looking for something that was easy to think of thematically and um genies and three wishes just kind of go hand in hand so i was like okay like how can i give them three wishes and what are they going to be able to do with these wishes and um i i don't know i probably was playing a game and you, you know when you're playing a game and you're up on a cult track and and then you're like man i really wish i was up that other cult track right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> um i feel like that's kind of where it came from uh with the with the genie ability to just be able to switch the the tracks um, yeah I, I can't remember whether you had when like you were, we were talking so we were talking about the factions like the whole time through discord and stuff i can't remember yeah. whether you actually had the switching tracks thing straight away or whether that was something that you kind of said look and it, i remember you saying that you wanted to do genies and they were going to have three wishes yeah but, um, I think that I, I don't remember exactly how there might have been a precursor version of what those wishes looked like. Mm. Um, but I I don't know if I can remember what it was. I think that was the first thing that really made like it had any real footing to it. Um, mm-hmm. Stuff before that felt kind of awkward. Um, but that was definitely the beginning of the faction, I think, was those three wishes and then what, and that theme of, of genies granting wishes definitely came first. Um, for the time travel, it was really the same. Um, I was trying to think of something thematically that I like, and I feel like I watch a lot of like, uh, movies that are time travel influenced. Um, yeah. And, so I was like, ooh, that'd be really cool. I'm sure there's a lot of other people that are interested in the same uh, genre of thing within the, the terror mystical world. Um, so yeah, I, I was trying to think of things that would kind of capture time travel in terror mystica without being, you know, too crazy. Um, yeah, I, I love it. It's such a good... The, the time traveler one is such a good simple thing and it's one of those like really good sort of asymmetric faction powers from any game that they sort of break that one simple rule and it is the, and it like it suits the thematic that they can yeah they can go forward or back a year in terra mystica um yeah and play that round is great and then the the genie one the, the genie is the only game I've actually completed with the fan factions on board game arena. I've got various turn-based ones going, uh, but that just feel the moment when you you do that thing and you switch places. I don't, I'd, I'd really like to do it in real life because it does really feel like a sort of magic. <laughs> like, and the fact that you can only do it three times a game means it kind of feels special when you do do it. Yeah, yeah, we we didn't. We didn't know initially whether to like give them all three wishes like straight from the start because it, mm. it's quite strong. But then we were trying to find a way to like release them throughout the game. Um, yeah. But in the end, we just kind of went, "Nah, it's fine." Just I guess you you're never going to use them more than once per round, realistically. 
Yeah. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. Um, initially, initially we had, um, the earlier version of it was you you did the um, cult change when you passed. So it was going to be like when you pass, you're allowed to switch the cult tracks. Um, but we, I think, I think we thought like it'd be better if, if it slowed them down to have to spend an action to do it. Yeah. I, yeah, I think, um, yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was an earlier version of it that we had. I, I, I believe that's how it worked was when you passed, you could, you could switch your track before, uh, before the round, before you exited the round. Yeah. And that had some weird consequences in that, like you had to pass to, uh, like to switch. So then someone could actually just beat you to the top or uh, yeah. before you yeah. have that opportunity or, um, which you know, like it might not be, like sometimes delaying, uh, delaying the round can be a really good thing. Um, but yeah, it it, it, is, made it, it, it just depends, what, doesn't it? Like yeah, it's it, it it often felt like it was situational whether it would benefit you or not. Um, if it worked the other way, I know that I know the stronghold initially wasn't what we have it as now um i can't remember what we actually we, we discussed a few ideas but yeah this this strongholds like i don't know i think we we wanted you wanted a victory point scoring stronghold right and but we didn't want anything that was like too nuts like this is like limited to seven points but it's unlikely you're going to get the full seven very often because they're Clear their stronghold power is that for every priest they have sent to the cult tracks, they get one victory point when passing. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, I don't remember. I don't think it's kind of the same as the 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 wishes. Um, none of the other strongholds that we had, if we had any at all, were. They never really had any footing. Like they just, nothing really worked. And I feel yeah. like when we caught up, when we, when we put this one on there, it kind of made the most sense because they were already cult based. And mm-hmm. I think that this this ties in with how I thought of the genie and the wishes. Was you know when I when I was making them, and I and I thought of um, genies, and I was like, well, the desert just made sense as like a natural. Um, terrain for them yeah yellow yeah and then i was like well yellow doesn't have any like cult factions so i was like how can i make these powers like really focused around the cult tracks Um, okay yeah and uh and then that's where the lamps for the swaps and then the the stronghold i think complements that but also doesn't in a weird way um I think I think uh Luke going going back to what you said about like how there isn't really a cult yellow faction, like that's one of the primary things that you think about, right, when designing is like what does each colour have available to it? What what new thing can we add in the mix? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. One thing I I was I was definitely considering 
when I was developing both of these was like what um what's something that the color doesn't already have and and yeah like just a yellow cult faction was something that doesn't exist fakirs are like the opposite of that yeah and then nomads can be kind of they they can go up like one or two tracks but they typically don't do much more than that yeah yeah that's cool that's a really good thing to think about yeah and i think it's one of those things that in the yeah, I guess this sort of like high-ish yeah, high-level terror community, it's something that does matter. Is yeah, having like a good broad choice, and that's why red has always been a bit of a weird color because the both red factions, both base red factions, are a bit weird with how they interact with the map. Mm. I love it. Yeah, uh, I I am looking forward to the new uh, red factions. I think. I think uh, architects uh, seem like a solid, um, like just a solid red faction. I'm not sure. Are they able to build their um, dwelling as soon as they build the bridge, or do they have to wait? No, like they, the... they, they have a hanging bridge, just like the Wisp. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so they're kind of weird. They're the one I'm looking most forward to out of out of what we didn't make, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're the one that I'm most interested in, at least at this moment. I feel like it changes every few days. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I think, uh, so, um, what faction is it? It's the Conspirators. I I, I remember seeing those um, thinking, oh, yeah, they seem pretty cool. Nice, simple design, pretty cool. And then now we're playing a game, uh, well, I'm playing a game with them with you, uh, EJ, and like I'm loving them. Like they are an absolute blast to play. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Who, I, I, it's a simple mechanic: just flip out a tile, get some money, change up what you're doing. But then, yeah, like the strategic implement, uh, like implications of that are crazy like just oh you can take a tile score some points off it get rid of it doesn't matter yeah that's their favor tile swapping mechanic yeah yeah and yeah that's yeah i think that's a really interesting one as well yeah because yeah choice of like favor tiles early late in the game as discussed ad infinitum is a big part of terra mystica and it makes it really interesting and you know I, i i didn't think they'd be as strong as they are, but they seem like a pretty, pretty solid faction actually. Like mm-hmm. overall, I, I think. Um, I think a lot of people initially we felt like they needed like at least a couple cult steps to be like to be a little bit better. But yeah, yeah. they seem seem very resilient compared to like engineers who can be really hurt if they're not allowed to get spades. I mean, um, the only disappointing thing I have from our game is that I've not, I didn't, I wasn't able to open both Stronghold and uh, a Temple in round one. Okay, that's, <laughs> that's not I, bad. I, I think, I, I think, I think you could do that, uh, especially if it's a Stronghold scoring ground and there's like the worker, like you could just get two. Like if it, if it if it's on fire, you get like fire one and uh, 
three up on fire. And if you somehow get a priest there as well or something, yeah, you can do some crazy stuff. But hmm. I, I, uh, yeah, I'm very excited uh, to try that strategy at some point. Conspirators Herschel and Raj Patel, nice one, guys. Uh, okay, next question: Which of these is a fan faction? A. The architects, B. The project managers, or C. The subcontractors. <laughs> uh, well, to be architects just sounds like way too much like engineers. So I'm gonna say no to the architects. Um, and then you said the project managers or the subcontractors. Um, I'm gonna go with the project managers because that's just hilarious. <laughs> it's the architects. Oh no! <laughs> um, I just that sounds like they're just ripping off the engineers. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, there was a bit. Uh, there was some comments about how all of the. I think we've made the joke before about like the lawyers and stuff, but some of the factions are like that. They're sort of like. They were becoming sort of names of jobs. Um, but yeah, the architects is a faction. Uh, their ability, what is their ability? Is that, oh, it's a really sort of weird ability where, not weird, but it's a bit complicated where if they build, they can build a bridge. And then if they build over a bridge, they get cheaper buildings. Uh, and they can use a priest to build a bridge as an action. Okay. Uh, and they can also move bridges once they build their stronghold. So these these are a bit more of a wacky. These are really crazy guys. Yeah, it's a bit eclectic. Yeah, um, it's like a mixture between like engineers and darklings, uh, sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we should we should introduce your other factions as well, Dave. Uh, briefly at some point but i just something that i wanted to ask and it's clear from what you've been saying so far is that you're very much you're talking as a you're saying we a lot here (laughs) yeah so like and so by that we do you mean you two or do you mean you two and others but also just generally how much have you guys collaborated with each other or with other people on these factions through the whole process Pretty much the whole time. Yeah, um, we, yeah, there's been like a group of us, like that many people will know through the uh, forums and stuff. Um, and we kind of we just run ideas by. And uh, what in our group, I I feel like Luke comes up with like some crazy ideas, and I'm like, <laughs> no, no, it's way too strong. And I always think everything's too strong. Like, and all my factions were really stupidly weak initially. <laughs> like, or, or everything. Like, I, I, I wrote about it a little bit in the game on games playbook. Uh, and yeah, everything I put forward initially, like. I, I thought, yeah, this seems all right. Yeah, this seems about right. And then, like, we played it, and it was just absolutely horrible, just <laughs> awful. And, and, and then, yeah, everything I made was 
uh, on the stronger side. Okay. Um, okay, like well, the, the genie, <laughs> the genie uh, started with a priest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which, it, looking back on it now, it's like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, at least strong. I think you, so you had them on 3.9 power, 3.9.0 power, um, right? Or at one point, I, I know you definitely wanted to have like a yellow faction that had good starting power, but then I think we convinced, we, we had to convince you that they should be uh, 5.7. And then the publishers just went and changed it. Yeah, the, and then they were like, no, they do need to have 12 power and bolt 2. <laughs> <laughs> Twelve power and Bolto is just madness, but yeah, but yeah. We we the the two of us worked on them pretty much the whole time, and and uh, Babuk or Babic, yeah, um, and Logos uh, was involved with it, and Fadi, um, and then we had the occasional kind of um, feedback from um, uh, Hard Diggler, was it? Yeah, he he. Um, I think he actually played one of them. Maybe I, I can't remember. I know he did like some uh, um, some playing at at um, at his house. Like I think he played with like a real group, um, mm-hmm. and um, I think he offered some feedback on on a couple of them. So were you guys playing with with that group? It sort of. Uh... Was that solely how you developed them, like playing with those guys, or were you? Did you come up with the ideas initially yourself? Obviously, you came up with the ideas, but had you like developed them on like paper cutouts and playing at home, or was it all just done in in that group? Really, um, I think that Dave did all the photoshopping, and then and then uh, I printed out a sheet, and I I think I played the genie once with my fiance. And mm-hmm. she saw me. She saw me do the the cult swap, and she was like, "Are you kidding?" <laughs> um, and I was like, "Yeah, this is how this works." <laughs> um, I think we we actually we played with the merchants expansion actually, and um, it, I mean it was a fun game, but yeah. So they, that's we, why you're making the faction so strong. It's just so you could beat your fiance. I'm like, oh yeah. These- <laughs> These genie, they start with ten priests. I'm sorry, that's just how it's going to be, and I'm playing the genies. Well, I really needed, I really needed a yellow faction that could compete with the mermaids. Um, that's her, her favorite faction is the mermaids. So uh, whenever, whenever she sees, if she sees the ship VP scoring tile, and um, if that's in the game, she's like, okay, I should just pick the mermaids. Like, <laughs> fair play, fair play. It's safe pick in in that instance. You're gonna get you're gonna get the ship scoring. Like in two player, you're gonna get it a lot more than normal. So yeah, yeah. In in a two player game, like it's easy. It it you you won't get blocked from it as much. I guess is the main thing. Like yeah, yeah. It's it it's more reliable. I think. So then, are you putting those factions then? into tabletop simulator is that where you were doing then most of the play with the guys online yeah yeah i, yeah, I think all of mine were just done straight online uh, and in fact faddy and uh, uh babuk had actually um designed their own factions um that we tried as well and 
I mean, there were some cool ideas there. It's just like we never, like we had some crazy factions at the start. Yeah. Uh, Babak had one where you took priests back off the cult track. <laughs> nice. Uh, and yeah, the uh, Fadi had one where you could just build on a hex that you were already on. So you could just keep, you could have like multiple buildings on like a singular hex or and it was like some crazy. There's some crazy things going on. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, it was pretty wild. It was. Ransmart is listening to this and just like thanking the Lord that he didn't have to program stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Next question: Which famous town features? In the fan factions. Famous town? Famous town. Is it A, Quebec City? Is it B, Atlantis? Or is it C, Hogsmeade? Uh, hmm. Hmm. I mean, having a faction from Atlantis is pretty cool. Um, but you know, I am a Harry Potter fan. Uh, so having a faction that's related to Harry Potter is also tantalizing. <laughs> um, Quebec, I mean, that's just a real city. So that's kind of boring, but that would be pretty Quebec real. I, I thought Quebec's made up, isn't it? Quebec? It can't be a real place with all those Q's and E's and E's <laughs> in That can't be a real place, can it's it? It's in Canada. Oh, okay. There we go. Right. Quebec, okay. Quebec's in Canada. Good <laughs> mystical places in it. Came up with Quebec City. I didn't realize it was real. You didn't think Quebec was a real place? I'm joking. <laughs> okay, okay. That that would have been amazing. <laughs> Next is you uh, quiz me on geography. We'll see well, I mean, I wouldn't expect you to be an expert in Canadian geography. Um, well, I'm learning from all our Canadian Terramistica <laughs> friends. So, Yeah. Um, I mean, a faction from Quebec would be, just be pretty funny based on the fact that it's so ordinary. Uh, <laughs> um, Could be the, the Zorasses. Right. Special power is... Right. Like being the, madly clever. The Danny Bees. <laughs> <laughs> um <sighs> Okay, I'm I'm gonna say uh Hogsmeade, just because I'm a fan of Harry Potter, so I guess I'll I'll go with that. Oh incorrect, unfortunately. I ah. also would have appreciated that, partly why I put it in as an option. Um, but the correct answer is not Quebec City either. It is Atlantis. Uh, you know, Atlantis was the logical correct choice. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I just thought it was a little too obvious. I was like, hmm, it seems like it should be Atlantis. But that's <laughs> that's too obvious. Um, yeah, so Atlantis is the actually the faction that Jamie Stegmeyer, game designer, made. Oh, he made the Atlanteans. Okay. 
and they again they're a bit of a weird one so you know at the start of the game when you put your dwellings down you place two dwellings unless you're nomads or chaos magicians and but like mm-hmm. everybody places dwellings yeah the atlanteans put their stronghold down immediately at the start of the game and that's all they place they just have Whoa. a stronghold yeah and that is it's like a very thematic design and that is atlantis and it sort of you immediately get a town tile for it so it's already a town at the start of the game even though it's just a stronghold and then you sort of build out from this uh atlantis and you get bonuses as you make atlantis bigger by adding dwellings and trading posts and stuff that's cool yeah they're really interesting that is really interesting so it, they're not trying to make separate towns they're just trying to add towns to atlantis uh sort of a bit of both a lot sort of people realize straight away that the the sort of the clever way to play them would be to like ship away and form a town elsewhere probably and then try and link up the towns to sort of make so you get the bonus from a town and then you make atlantis bigger later on but yeah in the main you're going to end up with one sort of big mega city maybe at the end of the game is interesting that's that's really cool. I mean, just starting with a stronghold instead of dwellings is uh, revolutionary. Yeah, I played them on Board Game Arena, and uh, at the start of the game, when it's like you must place a dwelling, you must place a dwelling. At the start, it's like you must place your stronghold, and you're just like, "Wow, <laughs> I'm just gonna smash this stronghold down on the board!" Awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. But now I'm thinking about like, what would a faction be if it was based off of? Like the Hogwarts Wizards, the, uh, if they had Hogsmeade, hmm. yeah. What would that faction be able to do? I mean, they can do magic, so they can do magic. But then a lot of people can do magic. Uh, this is where we try and we realize how hard it is to come up with fan factions. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I they, it would. I, it, it would probably be something similar to what alchemists can do. Uh, like, they can, you know, but instead of victory points for coins, maybe they can turn coins into, I don't know. <laughs> How about they have, instead of the sort of magic power actions, right? They have their own, like, entirely different magic power actions. And it's like, you pay for power to do <laughs> Expelliarmus. <laughs> and that, like, I don't know, like, blows a bridge away from your opponent. Or you can do, like, uh, a love potion power and <laughs> you get, like, double leech for that round or something. Oh, my God, yes, yes. <laughs> so they have yeah. their own power actions. Yes. Their own spells. What if, like, if... Hmm. Yes, I love it. You should you should make this as a fan faction, EJ. <laughs> I will have to use the time traveler's power to go back in time to before it was announced. Uh and then also I imagine like Warner Brothers would have something to say about it. Uh, mm. I wonder if you could name it something that wouldn't be copyright infringement. I mean, you could just name it the the wizards. They don't have a monopoly on the word wizard. No, they don't. 
Yeah, and they could just yeah be made sort of legally slightly different. Their town could be called Bogsmead or something. Yes. And the Warner Brothers lawyers would have nothing on us. Exactly. Yes. I really like the idea of Expelliarmusing someone and blowing up their bridge. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to say the magic word when you play it. <laughs> Otherwise, it doesn't count. Uh, even if you're playing remotely over Board Game Arena, you have to say it like into your computer microphone for the magic spell to actually work. What, what if you could Wingardium Leviosa? someone else's um like uh terrain yes <laughs> yeah yeah you can like float it away yeah. and their dwelling like flies off the map yeah yeah they're, yeah their dwelling uh in their transformed terrain just goes somewhere else so that you can take that terrain tile for yourself <laughs> it's leviosa not leviosa Wingardium Leviosa. <laughs> That's a good accent. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, the one thing that I was like kind of constantly aware of and kind of would always kind of discuss, I like, for example, with the genies, they have the three wishes. I was like, well, what are you going to use for those wishes? You can't, you can't just add components to the game. They're not going to want to do that. And then submitted them and then... Uh, you know, they were like, yeah, we'll just make these tokens, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, yeah, because that that was sort of, was that ever explicitly a constraint or was it just a constraint that you sort of self-imposed? Because there's stuff like the goblins use the cross things as their tokens. Um, yeah, I feel like people naturally think like, oh, I have to use what's in the box. So yeah, I, I think the, I think that most people made that constraint on themselves. Oh, um, interesting. Okay, I, I I can't remember if they actually mentioned it. I don't remember seeing that they said like, you know, we're not going to make any other components for these factions. Mm. Um, it's almost a good constraint to work with in a way that I feel like yeah, you can't, yeah, it, it, you can't be like, oh, they've got the UFO ship that's suspended <laughs> on a string above the board and beams them up into space or anything like that. Yeah, you have <laughs> to keep it somewhat grounded if you stick to that constraint. Yeah. I, I mean, I think, like, well, like I said with the Chash, Chastelar, like, you know, moving, one of, if, if they don't have the dig marker, then they... They naturally have uh, an extra extra marker for their economy track, and that was like, yeah, another thing I was considering. But um, yeah, there, there was there's with Faddy's faction, I was just like, how is this all going to fit on the board? Like, there's um, the classic, there's a classic picture for uh, Agricola, all creatures big and small, and it's like, how do you fit? like 12 cows in one space and then there's a picture <laughs> saying oh it's it's easy and then they're all just stood on each other's backs and there's like <laughs> a, a big tower of cows and it's, yeah, it's amazing. it yeah. just kind of reminded me of that and we because we were playing on pts the whole time because we're from well different continents in the case of me and luke but uh Fad, yeah faddy's in canada and babs in france 
and yeah so so we didn't have that kind of experience of the things being on the board and i was constantly thinking is this going to be a mess on the board it looks like it's going to be like a mess let's not do that or let's let's think about doing it in a different way or mm. uh we were actually working on like a pink pink faction which would be a whole new kind of thing that we were kind of talking about but i i i, I don't know what we've kind of decided to do with that i think i think it was really cool they were like the theories and stuff um did i see a picture of that somewhere yeah i think i think i posted posted an image but um i don't think i ever even finished the photoshop for it just because i i get i'm i'm always thinking about how how am i going to represent that information on like a board i I, i'm not i'm not like i i just learned some photoshop skills through work i'm not like a professional or anything so like yeah it always takes me a long time to do anything and i'm a bit of a perfectionist with that kind of thing so i was like no no it's just not gonna fit on the board how am i meant to do that iconography not doing that it's terrible (laughs) this was sort of something else i wanted to ask is all the kind of iconography and stuff how much of that is is you guys, and how much of that is, uh, I don't know, Foyerland, or is is it all you who've come up with those sort of icons? Because it's not easy to explain these sort of sometimes complicated rules. Um, well, it, I sh- if you look at the, um, oh, I haven't got the my version of the trash, but if you if you look at um, my versions, I, I think there's a they were up on uh, Board Game Geek because uh, Luke had a post. Like, yeah, I, I think the, the version that the, the published version is surprisingly close to what I kind of put out there in terms of like what I produced. Not that I I, I think I could do a a better job than um, what's the artist. I want to say that the G- the genie stronghold is the same, like like that one's pretty straightforward. Yeah, pretty much. Ex- I mean, I I think I did steal like some of the imagery from merchants and stuff like like I I, I just took stuff from other places, but um, you can actually see uh you can see some of my old versions of the boards, um on on the uh the website the website uh uh the games playbook website or on uh board game geek uh there's some of the older versions on there but okay cool um i'll I'll link to all that of course yeah yeah it's i think it's it's sort of a a funny thing because obviously they they know what they're doing they I don't really know who they is, but uh, what well, uh, Dennis Dennis Low? I I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know. But he, he's been doing like an amazing job of all the artwork. Dennis Lowhausen. Oh, right. So yeah, he does the awesome artwork, but he's also doing the kind of iconography and stuff. Okay. I I think he does everything. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I know that the um, I think that you're your time travelers thing, like the iconography for their ability, I remember being pretty good. Um, yeah. But it was definitely different than what they they had posted. 
Okay. Yeah. Not that it's bad now. I think. Yeah. Like I think. I think they've done a pretty yeah. good job with the iconography as well. Because I think they know it, but in, I think there's this weird thing now where we kind of know the game maybe better than the designers do. Do you know what I mean? Like we play this game a lot and then you kind of, <laughs> we kind of take it to maybe a different level than the designers ever took it to. I would suspect, I don't know that for sure. So yeah, I think there's an interesting sort of balance there between who, who actually knows best in some way, you know? Yeah. I I mean, I feel, I don't know. I, I don't think I play as much as like the, like as much TM. In fact, I've barely played TM on BGA. I, um, yeah, I, I, I was, I was always a TM tour kind of guy. And then mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I just, I don't enjoy, I don't know. I, I, I just like playing lots of different games, but TM is still my favorite. And, but yeah. I just don't think I get the num. I don't think I get the reps. Like, I think uh, Luke has probably played a million more games than I have. It's certainly my most played game, but I don't think I'm beating out some of the other people. Oh yeah. Um, like I generally can play like once or twice a weekend. At, like hard to play more than that. Yeah, I've yeah. I've I need to play more. <laughs> I talk about it more than I play it at this point. I mean, yeah, so it's, I, I think so do I. <laughs> <laughs> I, I but I, I, I enjoy it. I I, I like I, I actually enjoy watching other people play like uh almost more than like actually playing myself sometimes. I just mm, that's fair. But I don't know. I I think sometimes when I'm playing, I try and go for like the craziest strategy I can think of. But other times I'm uh... yeah. I feel like you guys are um, like when we were testing the factions. Like uh, we would we would like have a faction that we were trying to play, and we would kind of start before the game, kind of like thinking about um, like which of the factions we wanted to test and which one would be able to exploit that setup the best. And um, I feel like Dave, you and, and the others are like so much better at like theorizing, like what kind of crazy openings these factions can have. You're like, Oh, you could open all these buildings up in the first round. And I'm like, how in the world are you going to do that? (laughs) Oh, Oh my God. The enlightens, uh, yeah, you're talking about you're talking I, about the enlightened. I think they're gonna have some mad starts. I think if they get a lot of power round one, they can do some absolutely crazy stuff. But yeah, it's a it's a lot of power. But I I reckon they can get something silly like um, both big buildings and a dwelling down round one. Like that's almost a swarmlings like opening. But um, they are not yeah. Marina yet, are they? No, no, no. no. But the, I like. I feel like they can have some absolutely nutty openers, but then like their mid game is probably awful. But yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, I mean, even if they don't get the sanctuary down round one, I think they can 
get this like they're absolutely building this stronghold round one no matter what but i think you can easily get like strongholds temple maybe a dwelling or two like quite easily yeah, yeah. but that was definitely it was definitely a big part of the testing was trying to figure out which faction we were going to test and and you guys coming up with openings for them was an interesting part of it that i was I, I felt definitely behind in doing that. I I, don't know. I I wish um I wish my mate Nathan could have got in on the mix because he's he's like one of the nuttiest Terramistica players I know, and yeah, he just doesn't play online at all. He he'll just he uh he, he's I managed to get him into the innovations testing uh group and Age of Innovation, yeah testing group and um like he just kind of came in and he was playing against like all the the kind of top players and he just started wrecking people like straight off the bat like even though like he's he's just very good and i i it's a shame that we hadn't got him playing some of our games that would have been fun but uh He's a bit busy, and also his computer's made of wood, so... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I I remember I was going to play Helge uh, in, uh, when, uh, T, on TTS uh, at one point, and his computer, again, is also made of wood and couldn't, couldn't, uh, couldn't get it running, but I've played uh, him on BGA now a few times, so that's, that's good fun. Oh, that's cool. That's very cool. Okay, that was part one of the conversation in the quiz. Um, Stay tuned for the second part coming soon. Thank you.